Tell me, how did you meet your wife? On my third or fourth message to Tui that I've never spoke before, I told that I was going to marry her. And then eventually I did. And why did you move <laughs> to Australia? Nah, well, I had a bus card. Go after something that you're genuinely proud about, that you would actually would want to really do. We could talk yes. for like another three hours about the gyms. I'd be very passionate about yeah. it. If you ask me when we work in finance, can you talk for three hours? I'd be like, no. You don't look very Indonesian. How do you become fittest man in Indonesia? Ricky, thank you so much for being here. Before we start, congratulations. Thank you. What Thank do you, you think for, for what? <laughs> well, I guess for the baby that is on the way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. When your uh, wife, my good friend Tui, um, told me about it, I was like crying. I had tears in my eyes. I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for, for having me here and for the congratulation. Yeah, I'm so, so excited for everybody listening to this podcast because usually... Um, when Ricky tells stories, I'm I'm somewhere on the ground grasping for air because I'm laughing and laughing and laughing. You have so many great, great stories. And I'm, I already said, Ricky, before the episode, please, please tell this story. <laughs> so I'm just really, really excited for this, for this episode. And then, of course, congratulations. I'm just coming out of your uh, brand new gym. Just that's why my hair is so wet. <laughs> Went into the ice bath. No, first I jumped onto the bike, answered DMs. I know you're... You have a lot of on your a uh, lot on your plate as well. I love to jump on the bike and just answer DMs or messages, and then went straight to the ice bath. Beautiful temperature, compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. And what then, a day you're having, right? <laughs> and then straight into the magnesium bath, which is just delicious. And so, yeah, I see you more often than <laughs> my family because you're the owner of the of the gym. Yeah. No, well, first of all, thank you for setting the expectation very low. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, all right, so that's that's a good beginning. Right. But uh, I'm happy you're enjoying the gym. It's been a, a huge work in progress. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm happy that you're you're able to enjoy it because for me, I'm, I'm still working my way to be able mm -hmm. to enjoy this space because uh, I guess you probably also see it in the things that you do. Yeah, that the most critics. So for me, every time I come in in the morning, there's like 50 million things to fix mm. and I still have to be able to enjoy it to the level that you do right now. So I, I hope soon that I can also... I enjoy it for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I would, before we get into this and um, there are a lot of things that I would like to unpack, I would like to get a bit more context about you, Yeah. about your also beginnings, um, your, your career as a um, basketball player. And um, if you would, maybe let's go there. If I would have, would have been a fly in your head when you were a teenager and you were playing basketball, it was your, your dream to become yeah. a professional athlete. Um, or, you know, as I know you, probably you wanted to become the best. Um, if I would have been a fly in your head around that time, what, what would I have experienced with you? Well, um, I, I honestly think I had a very good... Um, like my teens here were awesome. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it, and, and I think I was very lucky because um, I I knew since since I played basketball when I was six, I straight away knew what I wanted, and I was fortunate enough to be in a position that allowed me to to do that. And so all I wanted to do was play basketball. Mm. That's it. Mm. I never had to have my parents to tell me to go to practice. I never had to anyone to tell me to go to practice. I always wanted to go to practice. Just because you loved it so I much. I loved it. Mm. And I almost, it seems like crazy to say, but I almost love practice more than games. Like I literally, I enjoyed it playing basketball at all times. And so if you would be in my head when I was younger, you probably find a team that is slightly different that you might expect. Um, I was happy to not go on school trip. I was happy to not going out. Um, I would train my own way. Let's say even in the summer, no one told me that I had to be in shape, but I've always kind of knew because I really always wanted to be a basketball player. That was my thing. As soon as I put the, put the ball in my hand, all I wanted to do was play was play basketball. And so for me, those were beautiful years because you know you have the the light heart and the light mind of a teen mm -hmm. and you have a scope you know those can be very challenging years if you don't really know what's happening with with your body with your life with everything you know it could yes. be a very complicated age for for many people to navigate their emotions 
And for me, I don't know, I feel like I was very lucky to find something that I was genuinely really passionate about and then just made me happy to do. Mm -hmm. And it was, that's all I wanted to do, just play basketball. I would go and watch the games of, you know, the, the old people in my town. And then after the games, I just want to go into the court and shoot until my mom had to drag me out. So it was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was just, yeah, just all I've ever wanted to do. And so if you would fly into my head when I was younger, you probably see like a happy kid uh, just being happy playing sports. And that's the thing that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And then um, turns out I was not good enough for it. <laughs> oh. I was good enough to a certain level. Um, but um. I think, you know, like I started in my own small little town and then as things developed, I was always, you know, amongst the group of the good kids. I got recruited from um, from the best team in Milano. So the big team comes by. Uh, Milano's first team is in EuroLeague. So like the Champions League of basketball is the most uh, important team in Italy for basketball. So, you know, you're going to a reality that they treat you almost as a professional until you're thir 13, I think, when I mm -hmm. went there. And then I worked my way up through all the junior teams. I did the national teams. I went to the first team as well. And until I was 17, 18, I was always in the group of the one that could have a career. You know, when you have in that yeah. age, they yeah. see like, okay, you could do it as a job or you couldn't. And I was in the one that you could. And then things went very well. I mean, I played in the second and third league, a little bit on the first one. And then I got to an age where I was like, okay, am I going to like break through in a big way or am I just going to float and how was that reality check? Yeah, interesting. Um, it's interesting because I think it was, um, I think the hardest part, of course, is like it's it's really mentally difficult to to accept it in a way because, I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way, uh, but when you're an athlete, society sees you differently. Mm-hmm same as if you're a celebrity or whatever it's not necessarily the case but somewhat you have a different status then mm -hmm. and so you know even amongst my group of friends i was uh he plays professionals and they have a job mm -hmm. which i don't want it like to, to, to make it sound bad and it's not even something that consciously i think but i think that's just how it works and when you when you play when you're a professional athlete you see the world just slightly different your life is not the yeah, everything is about being an athlete there's exactly. not, not like every single decision you make is about the sport yeah and you almost live in your own bubble yeah it's a very privileged beautiful life i always believe that my my professional year was awesome because it is like if you love the sport you, you you're paid to play a sport someone's taking care of your house and your food and all you have to do is just arrive prepared to the practice and you just get to do that mm -hmm. and so it's it's living the dream of a kid and i've had that for a few years and then when you have to go to the change it's a it's a different thing because now no one's taking care of you you're mm -hmm. not that special mm -hmm. anymore and so it's hard and um I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't a good level, but I wasn't um, like a, a huge caliber of athletes. But I can see why when certain athletes end their career, they struggle to find a different yes. dimension, mm -hmm. especially because I stopped my career when I was 22, 23. If I would have done that for 15 years longer, I would have embodied that personality for 15 years more. Yeah. And so you have to, it's, it's even of a deeper change that you have to have. And I remember like, again, not consciously, these are not conscious thoughts because you can't choose your thinking, but you just find it in your head sometimes like that you find yourself thinking, like, oh, I have to wake up to go, I have to get a job. Like, you know, mm. uh, now I have to dress up and at seven, I need to be at the office. And for me, it was like, it felt like a downgrading. It was probably the best thing that has ever happened. But when it happened, it wasn't easy, although I was the one that decided to make it happen. Mm. So, mm. brings me back to something I was I was thinking about uh, today. I watched this uh, Steve Jobs speech that he gave in front of the Stanford University, and one thing he said was, "You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Yeah. In the moment when something when shit hits the fan, you're like, yeah, yeah." But then a couple years later, a decade later, you're like, thank you so much that this actually didn't happen. Because otherwise, <laughs> I'm curious in your case, what would be, if you could, would connect the dots now, yeah. what, would, what would be your main takeaway? 
Or like, are you happy that it didn't happen? Yeah, 100%. Um, because? Well, because I'm very content where my life is right now. I'm very happy. If I would have continued on that path, probably I would have not met you or I would have met my wife. There's so many things that yeah. would have not happened because I would have stayed in my own country. I would have stayed in my own. So, you know, it's I can't even imagine what life would be right now if I didn't make certain choices or even in, in the way, you know, there's been like a million ways in which things could have happened. The, the thing that I'm grateful for is that I've always decided my own like destiny yes and so even when i like some people have to stop their professional career because of an injury or because they don't find a team or because of whatever reason for me i arrived to one summer and i was like is, am i gonna break through no should i do something else probably yes so although it was a hard decision to make i'm happy that i've had the clarity of mind to analyze my situation keeping the ego aside because my ego still wanted to be the basketball player but yes. then my brain it's like, dude, you're just not good enough for it. Like, you've tried it really hard. Mm -hmm. You can be okay for some times, but you're never going to be the things that you wanted to be. You're always going to be below that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, well, I gave it a real solid shot for 16 years. I've, I've done a lot of beautiful things, and then maybe it was time to close that window and try something else because there were other things that I was passionate about and that I wanted to do, and I knew that pursuing that basketball career was not going to get me where I wanted to be and it would have precluded me the chance to also do the other things mm -hmm. and so that was the that was the moment that I decided it was probably better to try something else beautiful I'm thinking right now about all the relationships or the people I would have wanted relationships with when right now I'm thinking like good that it didn't work out right. it would have been a catastrophe right. but back then it, it hurt it just hurts um, and there's so many moments in my life where I could back, look back in the moment, it's painful, but looking backwards, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy it happened. You can only connect the dots looking forward and knowing that now when shit hits the fan, I try to like almost have a bit of faith that uh, someday I'm going to look back and say, well, good that this door has been closed. It's often like that, I figure. Like, sometimes it's good that things don't happen because they're not meant to be. Sometimes it's good that they don't happen because you're not ready for it. Sometimes, you know, you just need a little bit more time and it'll yes. happen again when you're ready for them. Yes. Um, I think my first realization of that was after I stopped playing basketball, um, I got into finance for a bit because that's what I was. Oh, I, I didn't know. For, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. So me too. Uh, but I didn't. There know has that been a time it. that I was going out really? with suit and tie. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now this is my formal. I was about to say, <laughs> but uh, no. There's been a time that I did that, and um, and in that time I met a few people, and um, and there was this this opportunity to open like a little cafe in London. And um, at the time, like, I wasn't passionate about it. I just wanted something to do mm -hmm. that would excite me. And um, and it didn't happen at the time. I was devastated that it didn't happen. And But that not happening led me to eventually come to this side of the world and start what I'm really passionate about. Yeah. I'm not passionate to run a cafe by myself. I'm not a cook. I wasn't passionate about it. And I didn't want to live in London. But at the time, you know, when you put yourself into, no, now I have to yeah, do it. Yeah, and yeah. For, it doesn't matter what. You don't even know why you're doing it. You exactly. just have to do it. Yeah. And then not that not happening, when it didn't happen, I sat for a second. It was the first time in my life that I actually had probably the consciousness to think about it. Oh, it's actually good that it didn't happen. Mm. That was the first time that I've noticed. I just remembered this job interview I had um, for this big German bank. And I really prepared high, like, a lot for this one interview and you i you know suit and tie i was like maybe 16 or 17 um i was so nervous i go in there 50 people i'm like okay that's gonna be interesting you know you do all of those tests and i pre prepared really good like really well i knew all the all of the answers i thought i did so well and then you first you of course you don't hear from them for the next couple of weeks i think it took a couple of months and then i saw that they wouldn't that they didn't take me and i was like huh i would my have really liked that <laughs> yeah my life no it felt like i felt so much shame for like oh no i have to tell my uh, my siblings my parents my girlfriend at the time that i didn't get the job so i felt so much shame for it mm. i felt like i'm an idiot uh, i felt like never gonna get a job 
Um, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, just imagine, Axel, you would have ended up in a bank in this job and would not, not saying that it's necessarily a bad job, but just like knowing me and knowing what kind of person I am, it would have been a catastrophe. Probably knowing you, I would also say that it would have been, <laughs> I, I don't really see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me sitting on this chair for an hour is already like... A <laughs> Putting an effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a constant, conscious effort. I need to move. I need to do many different things. And I love being my own boss. So looking, uh, there's so many moments, like even even last year when uh, I know you, you're friends with Mari, um, that decision, she breaking up with me, back at that moment, I was like, oh, you know that feeling when you have this massive stone in your stomach? Yeah. I'm like, whoo. I knew theoretically you can only connect the dots looking backwards, at that, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. And so now a year later, I would say this painful experience, this very humbling experience made my life so much better. And I don't mean it in a bad way, but I can, I can say my life is 10 times better. And even though it's, it's painful and I value her so, so much, it was the right call. I'm glad she did it. I'm glad she had the courage. And now again, looking looking backwards, it's easy to say, but if you're in the moment, it's hard, but it's a bit, maybe a bit easier to know like, oh my gosh, one day you will look back and you will say, it's going to, it's just going to be okay. I think that's the interesting things that, um, that I'm noticing with, um, of course, with me or my wife or the people uh, around us is like, it's it's nice to see that every year like somewhat things improve or like the way you react to things improve yes. the way you yes. face problem improve so like and every time you think you're figured it out if you look time go by you look back you're not so like right now i feel like i got it all under control in five year times i re-listened to this interview i was like oh my god i was such a kid and right so, <laughs> so, i think that's a good sign yeah. that's you you know making progress it also i love what you just said because that also means problems are here to stay. They're never going to go away. I think sometimes um, on the past, I would think like, oh, okay. Will it, like, can there not just be no problems? Yeah. But I don't think we reach ever that point. This podcast is relatively young. And if you want to support our mission to give you access to the most extraordinary minds, to the most helpful success recipes well then you can do something that takes about three and a half seconds which is to subscribe to this podcast gives us the ability to give you access to the most amazing guests so just click on that button helps a lot takes three and a half seconds thank you so much and I'll see you later. When I moved back from Dubai back to Bali, I know people now are like, wait, what? Yeah, we'll <laughs> get into the story <laughs> we'll in, in a second. But um, I remember we had a phase in which everything stressed us. And it was, I think, right before COVID, we had issues like with, with our visas, with our setting up some online stuff. And I feel like, you know, just when everything doesn't roll. And yeah. so we were always, oh, when, that, when that's done, then we're fine. Or oh, when that's done, then yes. we're happy. Or oh, when that's done, and then we were never happy. And, then we were, <laughs> and so we were like, we probably need to think a little bit differently because it wasn't enjoyable. It was always like a pursuit of like, when, when X things happens, then we're yeah. happy. When X this, when we Dangerous sort that, place, then, yeah. and even see the growth from like in the last three years, because if anything, we have more trouble now than we had three years ago, mm -hmm. but we're just living so much happier because we have learned how to handle those. So I think for us, the big, the big realization, it was really like those things will always happen. Yeah. And if we learn how to, how we handle ourselves, and how we handle the people around us and how we handle those situations, life will still be fine. I love that. Before. I, have <laughs> I literally have goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Problems are here to stay. Yeah, They're not going to go anywhere. Also because uh, I've seen it now, you know, with, with the gym opening, you came in and you had a beautiful experience, but to get to that stage. Yeah, so many challenges, so many, so many problems. Yeah they will forever be part of the journey, especially if you do important things. Like if you grow, whenever you grow, new problems. Yeah. So the problems are will, will be here, especially if you do amazing things. Like the only way to, like problems are a sign of you growing, a sign of you being alive. 
Like whenever you you open a new business, problem, 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 problem. <laughs> so you can then say, ah, oh, once all of those problems are solved, I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. Or you say, you know what? I'm actually gonna enjoy solving those problems. And if you think about a sport, there are so many problems all the time, but you're so present, you don't even recognize them as problems. They're just like, you know, but if you play a basketball match, there are like yeah, a yeah. ton of problems, different players, they're usually massive very fast and very intimidating yeah um it's a lot of problems so we need to look at how we manage problems yeah that for me was uh it, it was all like it's just things i didn't know it's also because you know i come from like a normal background and normal friends and normal everything so uh, some of the things that are happening now in our life is a first for us it's things that we have never seen or experienced or done before mm. And so we don't have like a rule book to play by. It's almost yes. like we need to, I don't know, smash the face first. Uh, oh, that hurts. And then try it another way and without smashing the head. Mm. And um, and I think for me, it also helped me that recently I've been around a group of people that I saw how they operated. Mm. And, um, and that really like opened my eyes. I was like, okay, if you want to make this sustainable, like this lifestyle sustainable, and if you want to do more of these things that you enjoy doing, there has to be a way that you do it, you know, as I say, sustainably. Because if, yeah. you, if you want to keep on doing this and, and keep that behavior that you had three years ago, it's not going to last long <laughs> and it's not going to be enjoyable. And One. so what helped me was to see people that are where I would like to be even age-wise, like in 10 years down the line, they've done this 15 years before me. So they they see 15 years ahead. So they can see what I'm doing. And they, they don't necessarily they tell me, but when you have a conversation like we're having right now, when I, I'm next to them and I see them operating, I can see how they deal when something, it's like some problem comes up. I remember I had... When I had like stress, when my notification on the phone would come up, like if I had a phone call, because I was like, what's next? Uh -huh. And so I got to the stage where even that was like stressing me out. Yeah. I was like, if I want to do the things that I want to do, that can't be the reality or like the normal everyday life. Or, you know, it, there has to be a better way to, to deal with this sort of thing. So for me, that was the, the, the nicest like realizations and also the things that that makes me the happiest about me and my wife is see how much we've grown in these last three years on how mm -hmm. we handled handle those things and how how we behave yeah and that was very nice to see <laughs> one million i love looking back at something um that used to trigger me and it doesn't trigger me anymore yeah. or used to stress me and it doesn't stress me anymore or like the challenge that i'm giving myself at the moment or the, something i'm trying to learn is even when there is a lot on the plate to not go into the mode of I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so, I'm so busy and I'm rushing from one place to the next one. I'm trying to like almost be relaxed even though it's, you know, one thing after the other. Also, because how many times has the world stopped because something didn't work for you? Exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. life goes on, everything's still fine. Yeah. You can go to sleep tonight, tomorrow, it'll be, well, it'll be all right. It's, it's an inner game. Yeah, the the ability, almost your ability to handle problems, it's almost dictating your life because also it's all subjective. What you think is a lot of work for someone else, there might be very little. Yeah, you know, if you think I had a client session the the other day and he told me like, hey, I feel really overwhelmed. It's a lot of work, and I asked him like, what is a lot for you? you mean i'm like i want to know how much is a lot tell yeah. me your day so th that i know how much is a lot and it would be i'm not making fun of him or anything great guy um but it was like eight nine hours of work and he just started his business and i'm like okay so for you this is a lot i have to be honest here with you because i'm your coach and you're paying me for it i have to be honest the work isn't the stressful thing here it's your interpretation of the work that's stressful. Because there are people who work twice as much. I remember when I started my business, I was like 16 hour days, but I had the time of the life because finally I was doing the thing that I loved and not sitting in a office. That's what I was about to ask you. Like, is he actually doing things he enjoys? But, mm, partially, 
and partially not. Okay. Yeah, good question though. Um, but just shifting that perspective, and I also liked what you said before, spending time with people who are maybe a couple steps ahead from whom you can get perspective. And so just for him seeing that reaction from my side, I'm like, that would be kind of like a slow day for me. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, really. Why are you stressing so much? Yeah, because I thought it's a lot. I'm like, okay, but is it? You deciding whether it's a lot or a little, it's your interpretation of it. And at the end of the day, I think what you what you said, we need to look at how we handle problems and how we see challenges. And basically it's up to us. Yeah, I think, I think though, it's still very good to have those experiences because uh, I... I don't want to sound cliche that it's like, oh, but that shows how much you want it. But in a kind of way it does, because you have like heaps of moments in which you, you know, it can be overwhelmed. It's like, look, this is probably not for me or this is not the life that I want or this is not. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you know, you have a lot of way out. It's just like, you know, I had so many opportunities in which I could have just not do the things that I'm doing and uh, just decide maybe this is not for me. And, and it's fine because it's... I don't want to also like, you know, this is, people thrive on different things. Some people enjoy doing certain stuff. Some people don't. So for the things that I enjoy, I'm really passionate about projects. So I'm, I'm always excited for when something starts. And then, of course, when you start something new, it's always a bit stressful. And um, and I think that the whole learning experience that goes by it, it's, it's good to have. And it's good that you miss some opportunity. It's good that you screw some opportunity. Yes. And it's good that you miss up some relationship and, you know, it's, it's all, it's, you need all of it. It's the same as, like, you know, in the gym, you can't go from the empty barbell to the hundred kilos. You need to try all the ones oh, in people between. People wish they could. And uh, exactly. But it's the same. Like you kind of have to go through all of those things. And then if you're persistent enough, you get to the hundred kilo barbell. Oh, I love that picture. And uh, I love that analogy because what that's most people's expectation. Yeah. whether it's the gym or it's a business. Like I'm just starting it and it's all going to work out immediately like the magic pill approach. And then you realize you go to the gym, you look into a mirror and you did all the right, even if you would do everything perfectly, like you train properly, you eat well, you sleep enough. The next day you look literally the same Yeah. and you do it again and you still look the same and you do it again and you still don't see improvement and you're like, oh, I'm giving up. Yeah. It takes time. And it's the same in business. It just takes time. You need to do it persistently, repeat and repeat. But I think, especially nowadays in the day and age of TikTok videos, where most people have the attention span of a goldfish, um, we almost lost lost the ability to see what could be and only have the ability to see what is. And if it's not happening instantly, we're almost like, ah, oh, let's just give up. No, yeah, even, I mean, to, I think, you know, to put it in perspective, we've opened the doors of our gym uh, two, tomorrow's two weeks, uh, but we built for a year and a half, we planned for a year before it. So it's like two and a half years before we could see anything, really, before we could two see the Two and a half years, yeah. But I still think the journey that led to it was probably like another five years prior to it because it happened to me a few times that someone approached me as like, huh, you know, I want to do some fitness. We want to open a gym. It was in Bali or somewhere else. And for whatever reason, it's always, it always fell through. And I probably wasn't ready to do it. And so even the way I, you know, the way the, when these people approached me, probably I wasn't ready to to give them the safety that they needed to start something with me or whatever the reason was, it never yeah. fell through. And so I think even probably the five years prior to that, that helped me build to grow, to mm-hmm. try things and everything. So if you, if I think about it now, it's been probably like a seven years in the making before, before I could see Thank one you so climb much for, coming yeah. through. Thank you so much for <laughs> sharing that because there is this term overnight success and I think it's a complete illusion. Yeah, so I it's think, been yeah. years and years and years of you know learning the skills accumulating also love to see that when you know when someone blows up on social media you see that this one moment you didn't see the five thousand posts they well, did before. like you we were just speaking right before the podcast like the ten thousand yeah ten thousand <laughs> followers in a day yeah and um i've been posting things on social media for six years so 
it's yeah overnight success in a way but yeah don't forget about the five six years before that and i love when people say you're so lucky i agree i'm really yeah. lucky i'm really lucky i got a second chance i'm really lucky i got a german passport in my in my pocket that is luck i did, didn't have to do anything for this yeah. i'm also lucky enough to understand that if i commit to something and i'm willing to work incredibly hard for it and learn from it and have even fun while working hard on it i can achieve whatever i want to achieve and i'm willing i'm committed enough to do whatever it takes so when i started my business i was working two jobs 16 hour days you didn't hear me complaining oh i'm working so much i did it no it's my dream i really want to do this you remember how we started this podcast when you asked me if I was uh, like a fly in your head when you were 16 yeah. and I told you like, look, I've always enjoyed practicing. Like right? every, no one had to tell me. So I don't know if he's been engraved with me. So for me, the, the journey that leads to the, the thing that I enjoy the most is the journey even, even more than the results. And that's probably one of my issues is that I enjoy building things up and as soon as they're built, I kind of get bored of it and I need a new challenge. But that's so. beautiful. <laughs> I, I think that's a, I actually think that's a good thing. I think that's na natural. I don't think it's naturally, that makes you grow all the time because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, when you reach a goal, it's like, how, how, for how long is it? Yeah. May, for how long are you going to celebrate? So for me, the, like whole, the six, whole process six, is nice. Yeah. That, that's the part that I enjoy. Like the, pro, not, not even the problem part, but like that's, that's the fun bit. It's uh, you know, for an analogy in cycling. I love climbing up. I don't love to stay at the, the when we, the climb. Yeah, you is reach already, the top reach. and you're like, ah, oh, that's a nice view. But the fun is actually the part before. I think I think it really all comes down to like if you if you do enjoy what you do, it, it doesn't feel heavy. It shouldn't feel heavy. Most of the times, so of course, there are always yeah. moments. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Of course, they're, they're, like I love pedal tennis, like nothing else. <laughs> but do I like chasing the ball in the the rice field? No, no, of course. No. But for the most, it should be still yeah, something. Yeah, for the that, most of the time, it should be something that you really love. And that could be you starting a new venture. It could be you working for someone else, you working with someone else, you being with your partner, you being with a group of friends. If for the most of the time you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's probably not the thing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One million percent. I think also the longer you do it, the more enjoyable it usually gets. Or what I'm trying to say, if I think about a new sport, if I think, for example, if you go snowboarding for the first time, it's because not so much fun. Right? Yeah, right? You need some skills. So there is, also if you go play pedal tennis, just because I mentioned it here, if you go play it for the first time, like you did, you told me earlier, oh, yeah. you're not going to enjoy it so much because it takes time to like, yeah. yeah, the hang out of it. And the same with like starting a business, like some things are just annoying, but once you have figured it out, it's like, okay, lovely. Quick one, but important one. If you enjoy this podcast, you will love our fire within retreats. We create not just retreats, but life-changing experiences, usually at very beautiful places. It's for everyone who honestly loves to grow. That's the only requirement we have during those days. You will, you will, yes, have a blast. You will meet amazing people. You will cry. You will laugh. You will jump. You will do things that you've never done before. And for sure, you will grow. It's a perfect mix between relaxation, recharging, and growing and learning new things and creating the life that you really want and that you really deserve. You will walk out of there with a big smile on your face, recharged. Usually people who come to our retreats don't use their phone during that time. It's really time for you to reflect, to create consciously the life that you want. If you would like to relax, and I mean really relax, recharge and learn life-changing tools, click the link that you will find underneath this video. You will get a special prize as a listener of this podcast. Thank you so much. And who knows, maybe I see you in Italy, in Spain, Austria, or wherever we decide to host a retreat. Now let's continue. I mentioned a couple of Ricky stories. Um, so I want to go there. If I can just summarize. So you had this dream of becoming a pro basketball player. Um, you got close. It didn't work out. Now you're happy that it didn't work out. We will get there in a second. I, by the way, I could relate so much because my big dream was to become soccer. a pro football. Fo you say soccer? Okay, I'm leaving the sorry. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the studio. Uh, I wanted to become a pro football player. And I was also, I would say, getting close. I think I had the talent, but I didn't have the mindset. No, I have the mindset, but I don't have the talent anymore. Um, I'm also really happy, happy it didn't work out because I love what I do so much. And yeah. I don't know if I would enjoy traveling so much. 
for it. But anyways, so it didn't work out. Um, Ricky is wearing a suit and tie, I didn't know that. And then then what? You mentioned Dubai. We're obviously sitting right now in Bali. Um, could you could you close that gap and give us a bit of context? Yeah, so um, basketball is over. I need a job. I go into finance. Um, I'm w I was very good, but I hated every single day of it. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where they gave me the first big promotion after a year. And it's like, okay, I get my office, three people working for me. And uh, that's it. I probably start like alone, buy a house, start a family, and I'm stuck. And the idea terrorized me. Like, <laughs> well, some people, it's a dream. No, because it depends yeah. what you value Depen at the time. Exactly. If yeah. you value safety, it's amazing. For me, I valued freedom. And so I, it wasn't yeah. a thing for me. So. Yeah. Um, so I decided to quit that, got into pharmaceutical for six months, hated it even more. But one thing I loved was fitness. And, I, you know, I've, I've been doing basketball my whole time. Of course, I had a clear interest into fitness. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I wanted to go somewhere. I always told my mom, I want to live somewhere close to the beach and in short pants ever since I was young. <laughs> I've always told her, always. And so I got to the stage, I was like, well, I can go... I, I need to go somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. And at the time, a friend of mine comes back from Perth and he's like, oh, Perth is beautiful and I don't need a bus card anymore so you can have my bus card. So when you go to Perth, you can use the bus. And that was my whole research about moving to somewhere. <laughs> so I was like, well... Did I... A bus card? Yeah, yeah, to take the public transportation. So he was like, oh, I already have mine. There's still like some, some, some money in it so you can use it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Then I'm going to go to Perth. And why did you move to Australia? <laughs> nah, well, I had a bus card. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was pretty much it it was like you know perth the people love fitness and it's nice the sun is like very sunny it's close yeah. to the beach and you have a bus cart sorted i was like amazing that's all i really needed <laughs> Salt. and so um, i left and um and i didn't even had a i didn't book the house i didn't book and i've done nothing like i was completely unprepared because i wanted to start coach strength and conditioning which i knew how because i've been in the gym my whole life but I didn't have any qualifications. So I was like, if I send my CV, no one's going to hire me. Mm. If I show up, maybe they like me. So I was like, I'm, I'm better off if I show up <laughs> than send my... Because CV experience, none. So, you know, what, what am I going to send it for? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I used to do finance. Cool. But we don't care. And uh, so I was like, well, I'm not going to send anything. I'm going to show up and eventually they like me. And so um, I stopped in Malaysia because my brother used to live there on my way to Australia and um, and then I was like you know Malaysia is really cool uh, or Asia in general is really cool uh, maybe I'll, I'll try here and uh, I got a few offers there but none of them fit and then I I never been to Bali and but I saw that the flights were like $40 and there were two CrossFit affiliates so I was like cool sent uh, I sent an email to both of them uh, the affiliates at the time one didn't even reply to me and the other one told me that they were no looking for a coach and i just showed up anyway i was like maybe they like me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's exactly how it went so and then by doing that i literally burned my ticket to perth because my ticket was from kuala lumpur to perth yeah. so coming to bali meant that i lost that flight got it and so, the bus card and the bus card don't forget about that and, <laughs> and so yeah i came to bali for a week and I was like, guys, I have no experience, but I love fitness. Uh, can we can we do something? And then they were like, well, maybe. And they sent me to Jimbaran to, to uh -huh. learn. And that's how it started. Like, I didn't have a job or anything. I just showed up and I was like, can I help with something? And then I just helped for like 10 days, unpaid for it. And of course, no, nothing. My first contract, it was paid for by you. I mean, yeah. But I just wanted, I needed an excuse to stick around and learn a new job. Uh -uh. And so I took anything that they would give into me because my, priority was of course being able to at least afford a month but mostly i wanted to have a, a chance to stay in a place that i wanted to stay and do things that i wanted to do mm. and so i just showed up i was like well maybe they'll like me i have better chance if i show up than if i just send you know got it and that's how it all started i love that i call <laughs> that commitment that's how it started um so at some point you start working as a crossfit coach yeah working you got it into crossfit i probably will probably use fittest man in Indonesia for the title. A few title. years ago. <laughs> it's, it still works. People click on it. For, but you have to it's elaborate. Okay. You don't look very Indonesian. How do you become fittest man in Indonesia? Well, because at the time when with CrossFit, it was, uh, it, the, it would become the fittest person of the country resident you, in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was resident in Indonesia. So that's why, because that's it. I, not because of passport reasons or anything. It just depends where you live. Probably lived. all the Indonesians were like, this freaking Italian. I know, man. and then they changed the rules like the year later, and I was like, oh, at least I got one title in my career <laughs> for fitness. 
and um, yeah, that was like I did a year and a half in Bali, and I I got to a point in a, in a coaching where I was like, well, I feel like a little bit stuck. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I can proceed anywhere else. And I sent a CV because at the time then I had a year and a half of experience. <laughs> I sent a CV in Dubai, and it was like they told me after that it was like probably thirteen hundred people applied, and they only needed like one or two coaches, and I was one of those. I sent you know when you do those things like oh they're never gonna take me, and then they oh my gosh me. that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, and then they called me up as like can you come to Abu Dhabi in ten days? Ah. <laughs> I love that part. Thank you so much <laughs> for mentioning it because I think here's my theory: people who need something the most. Are, less, are the least people to get it. Like if you're really needy, you usually don't get it. Like people who need a business, like a job the most, are probably the people who don't end up with it because the people who need it the, le like the least, they're so qualified, they're so good at it. They're like, yeah, I will get one anyway. So this yeah. neediness, also when you think of relationships or something, neediness is never a good sign. I, so I love your abundant actions. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I just send it. I'll do, I'll do it. I just show up. But this is also one of the things that I saw backwards. And I saw like a, this video from, from some time ago that it was like, um, success is not something you pursue. It's something you attract. So By the person of, who you become, Jim Rohn. Love that guy. It's, yeah. it's really it's true. It's really true. And for me, is always, uh, I think. He also had this quote, fit perfectly to what we just uh, talked about earlier don't wish for less problems wish for more skills yeah which is very true and i think also another thing i don't know if uh, like <laughs> in this uh, for example me and my wife are very different she can do amazing thing and thinking that she's not good enough yeah and i can do something as basic as lace my shoes and congratulate myself <laughs> for doing it i think it's a good <laughs> so you lace my shoes like, oh, i'm so good at this <laughs> but like in in a, in a genuine way not in a yeah. bad way and i think one of the things that also has helped me i don't know if it, it always kind of came natural um, so i didn't have to pretend or anything but i feel like everything that i got myself into it i i've always done it as if i already had it Oh, so, I love that. When I came to when I came to ask for a job, I almost pretend that it was already my job. Off in S2S when I started here in Bali. And so in in everything I've, I never went in with a chance that oh that might not happen. Uh -huh. I've always went in it's it's already mine. I love that. But no one no one thought me that. How did you learn that? I don't know, like when, when my mom came here and she also did something like she poured water in her glass, she was like, I'm so good at pouring water. So I don't know if that, you know, her confidence then went down to mine. And I think Tui, my wife pointed it out, I mean, a few times. I think every time I've, even, you know, even when now we opened the gym is a few of us. And when we first started the first conversations about it, where nothing was on the table, there was no agreement or nothing. I, in my mind, it was already happening. And I've always behaved as if that gym was going to happen regardless of what. And so, it's not something that I've done consciously, it's something that my wife told me about it. And she was like, you know, you always do it like that. I was like, ah, oh. it's not something that, that I knew. Another another goosebumps <laughs> moment because I was, sorry for making a jump, uh, assumption or ju judgment, but I'm, I don't think you like study the law of attraction and like spirituality, no. but that's exactly what they teach. Yeah. Know what you want, commit to what you want, Focus on what you want and then act as if it already happened. Yeah. It's inevitable. Time just hasn't caught up yet. And that's exactly what you just said. Like, it's going to happen. It's just a question of time. I love that. Yeah. And I don't know. It always came. And then, of course, you know, people have different personalities. So for some people become more natural, for some didn't. But yeah, I, I think not in a cocky way and also it's not like everything i've always wanted always happened because that's not the case also yeah, yeah. a lot of things that i wanted didn't happen Love some that. happened lately so but i don't know some somehow i've always had this clear underlying belief in my myself in your time. ability to figure things out to f find a way yeah i love that talking about um just because i just saw the note five minutes left and we have to get into the story <laughs> um tell me how did you meet your wife but that's that's another great example of it because uh, when I saw her on social media, I was like, ah, oh, she's beautiful. And we were neighbor; <laughs> we never saw each other. I go live in Dubai, and then one day we start uh, we start messaging, and uh, I saw a picture. I was like, okay, I need to message her now. So eventually, uh, you know, 
what do you message when you slide in someone's DMs? Like, hey, how are you? You know, like <laughs> the classic one. So it's so childish. Oh, the, yeah. A really good one that I got recently. Do you want to go for a smoothie bowl? It's like, who asks for a smoothie bowl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go for it. But uh, with me We ended up going for the smoothie bowl. But at the time <laughs> she was in Bali and I was in Dubai. So invite her for a smoothie bowl was challenging. Oh, okay, got it. And so, so yeah, we start matching like, and... The, the casual, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, you were in Bali. Oh, me too. Oh, you, do you have siblings? You know, like, <laughs> how old are you? And uh, all that sort of stuff. And on the, how old are you? I think at the time we were like 26, 25. It's like, oh, 25, oh, me too. And uh, where are you? Oh, so you're 92. Yes, me too. Oh, when you're born in January. Oh, me too. I was like, well, if you're born on the 28th, I need to marry you. And she was like, well, careful. Because then she was, turns out she was also from the 28th of January. And so on my third or fourth message, to do it that I've never spoke before I told that I was going to marry her and then eventually I did so, <laughs> <laughs> so it works <laughs> and um yeah that was that's how we started talking and then uh, even then you know like I really liked her since the beginning and we start talking and then it comes time to meet and she she was in Bali I was in Dubai I got on a plane I come to see her in Bali she's going through some stuff and the second I land in Bali she goes on a silent retreat for a week shuts her phone off and I have no <laughs> idea where she is so I come to Bali to see her she goes in the mountains nowhere to be seen I go back in Dubai I get a text the the, the day after I, like, I want to see you I was like I was there yesterday <laughs> so now I'm back <laughs> And so, and so she came to Dubai, but even then, you know, even then I was like, well, I'm going to marry you. And I proposed to her, I think the fifth time we saw each other. Wow. So after four, she came to Dubai that time where we finally met each other. I came to Bali. She came to Dubai when I came back to Bali. So probably was the fourth time we saw each other for like a week at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got engaged immediately. And because I was like, you knew I, it? For yeah, yeah. I knew it. I, I knew it a hundred percent. I was like, I, that's it. What I hear from you. So, podcast is called Success Leaves Clues. Um, I'm planning on someday writing a book for my kids and everybody like in the world to give them basically success recipes. And I heard a couple of things from your side. I heard um, you're following your heart. You know what you want and then you just go for it. Screw it. Let's just, screw it, let's just do it. My heart will be right. I heard that you... When you want something, you go get it and you think like it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Time hasn't eventually. caught up yet. It's going to happen. I just trust it that I will figure it out. Um, is there anything else? Basically, the, the last question here uh, during this interview, I could do this with you for like seven <laughs> hours. Um, if you would have to put one recipe or like one ingredient for success in terms of fulfillment in terms of happiness whatever you choose health wealth relationships you can pick one thing put it into this book for your kids for my kids for the rest of the world what would be that ingredient what would be that one piece of advice i think for me it would probably be um i want to say like almost being genuine but it's like it's like almost being honest to yourself it's like being genuine in the sense that when you're genuine about the things that you do you, you're really into those you you do it because you're genuinely passionate about something yes. so, so being like genuine about your things people smells can i say bullshit on your place? yeah of course okay people smells bullshit so far away and you don't need to live by that so like just being genuine about the things that you do mm. just you know that th when things are genuine they, they just taste different you yes. can you can smell when something like the intention behind something, behind a, a restaurant or a gym in my, in our case, is that when you walk into a place, there's a certain atmosphere that is yes. created by the intention for which it's built. Yeah. And so the thing for me is like, go after something that you're genuinely proud about, that you would actually would want to really do, that you that, you know, that you could talk about for, an, we could talk yes. for like another three hours about the gym because I'd be very passionate about yeah. it. If you ask me when we work in finance, can you talk for three hours of it? Like, no. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, it's more like, yeah, just be honest with yourself, be genuine about it, have clear intention of why you're doing the things that you do. Uh, you know, just that's, yeah, being genuine and clear intentions of why you're doing certain things. I, and I think that, that, that really helps to, to, to make you do the things that you want to do. Because if you want to do a load of money, follow a career that pursue that. Don't go into doing charity things. Yeah. Do, you know, 
have a, a, the real intention of why you're doing things. Yeah. Don't pretend that you're up, that you're doing, you know, something good for the people if all you want is get the money for it. You know? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's more what I mean. I don't know if I can say it right in English. Like in my mind, I know it. In I, my no. stomach, for I know me, it, it sounds <laughs> like be unapologetically yourself. Like be honest to yourself, be authentic. Yeah. And um, I just, when I look at you, I'm like, follow your heart. Kind of <laughs> like there were, there, there was already proof. Like if you would think in your head, like it's the fourth time you see someone, you you don't propose. You're like, fuck it. That's what I want. I'll do it. It feels right. So let's do it. Yeah. So I want to, I want to open a gym in Bali. Screw it. Let's just freaking do it. That's how, maybe that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Screw it. Let's do it. <laughs> Screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. Screw that, let's could be, do it. that could be a way, but that, yeah, I think that would be the thing for me. It's just like, uh, just yeah, just be genuine and uh, just honest with yourself. Follow the things that. Oh, and then I understand the circumstances in life, though. You have to do what you have to do, and mm. you don't always have the privilege to choose what you want to do. But if you're in a position to choose and be genuine about I the things that. that you want to go, that that's probably the chance that you should take eventually down the line. It'll pay off. Not necessarily just the financial side, but even just like how you feel about yourself and about the, the people around you and the things that you're yes. that you're doing with your life. Ricky. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I could do this forever. Yeah, right. It feels like we, feels like we, we just, just started. I'm like, there's, there's next so time much I vlog, more to <laughs> Right? Next time I vlog like five hours for, for, for an do interview like a, with, a with you. Joe Rogan three and a half yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's get some cigars. <laughs> um, I, I want to acknowledge you for, for always following your heart. Um, I, if you ever come to Bali, of course, visit Beyond. Please. That's where I train. <laughs> uh, get a good ice bath in. Uh, jump into the sauna if it's ready by then. Will. Okay. <laughs> Bali time. <laughs> Bali time. Okay, well, you got work to do. Thank you so, so much for being Thank here. You. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to see where your journey is going and interview the next time. Um, have an interview with you for four hours instead. Thank you so, so That's much, great. Ricky. Thank you. <laughs> Until next time. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode just as a little gift from our side from my team because you stayed until the end of this episode 30 days of free fire within membership I created the fire within membership to give you guys access to the tools that have changed my life the lives of my clients and give you also access to a community of like-minded people. We have guided breathwork sessions, guided meditations, guided visualization practices, really tools that enable you to create the life that you deserve and that you want. And it's one of the best things we have ever created. Hundreds of people, live events, sessions that will blow your mind 30 days for free. You will find the link in the description Thank you so much and until next time.